0: 1 Samuel chapter 17, we'll read verses 45 through 47, then 57 and 58. 1 Samuel 17, beginning in verse 45, says this. I mean, because obviously you, you know the main story here about David and Goliath. So we say here, beginning verse 45, "...then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear." and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee. Man, that's good stuff right there. And I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Now that's the way a soldier's supposed to talk. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Now, verse 57 and 58 say this. And as David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. Boy, isn't that a, a great scene right, right there? All right. Hey. David's always looking for a way to get ahead, amen? That's what you should be doing with your life, young people. (laughs) What? Why is that funny? Anyways, (laughs) please. And Saul said to him, Whose son art thou, thou young man? And David answered, I am the son of thy servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite. Lord, again, we thank you for your goodness and grace. And Lord, thank you for that. Uh, Good singing, Lord. Thank you that we have a place to look forward to in the sweet by and by. But until then, Lord, we need to be faithful in the sweet here and here, serving you faithfully. Lord, I thank you for the faithful servants that are here tonight. I thank you for the faithful ones that are listening in. Lord, bless them, dear God, and strengthen them and encourage them. And dear Lord, help them just to keep on keeping on. And Lord, staying in the battle. Dear God, in fulfilling your will for their life, Lord, I pray uh, for their needs, whatever that might be, uh, dear God, in every area of their life. Lord, I'm glad, dear God, that, uh, uh, Lord, you care about the details of our life, what's going on in our heart, what's going on in our home, and, uh, Lord, that we can just ever look to thee. Now, help us tonight as we look at this thought from the Word of God, Lord, that you'd get the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So as we look at this thought here in 1 Samuel 17, of course we know that David had dedicated himself to God in the private secret place of his heart and was ready to be used of God. You know, David here, he could be, he could be bold publicly, he could be bold publicly before men, because of course he'd already been bold privately before the throne of God. Amen. So you say, man, how can that man be so bold? You, know, you think of Elijah. How could he be so bold before men publicly? Well, if you want to be able to be bold before men publicly, you got to be willing to take time to be bold before God privately. In fact, we know these verses, Acts 13, 22. Speaking of David, says says, God, he raised up unto them David to be their king. To whom also he gave testimony and said, of course, I found David, the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart, who shall fulfill all my will. And boy, we see that heart in David in example, Psalm 63, where we see verses such as this, Psalm 63, 1 and 6 say this, God, thou art my God Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Verse six, when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. Now notice in verse one, it said, I'll seek you early. Boy, he sought him early. And then even at night before he went to rest, amen, he wanted to make sure that he was resting in the Lord. He said, I'll seek thee early. And then he said, I'll remember thee upon my bed, meditate on thee, even in the night watches. Boy, that's how you get a heart from God. We know the Bible says come boldly before the throne of God. So you want to be bold before man? Amen. Come and be bold before the throne of God in secret prayer. That's so important. So he he, he was able to do that. So he walked down the hillside there and he faced Goliath. And, of course, he did battle with the giant. As we've seen, he, he uh, uh, cut off his head and then lifted it up as a testimony to the power of God. And, uh, boy, I'm sure he just took time probably to shake uh, the head of Goliath in the face of his enemies. And, of course, we know the Philistines ran off uh, uh, towards uh, the sea and Israel went after them. Suddenly got their, their boldness back. But we read here in verses 57 and 58, that's what I want you to notice. It says this, And as David returned from the slaughter, as David returned, notice that statement, David returned. If we had been a part of the army of Israel, I'm sure uh, uh, seeing David go to face uh, Goliath, we would most likely been like them. They're saying, hey, (laughs) what are the chances of this guy coming back alive? There's no way he can face that giant and ever come back alive. Even his own brothers, even his own brothers did not even believe in him. Notice verses 28 and 29. You know what happened when he came up there and his uh, oldest brother mocked him? It says, and Eliab, his eldest brother. Boy, you got to watch those older brothers. Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? But, of course, you you read there and it says David, of course, left them with a keeper, right? A, a, A good shepherd always makes sure when he departs that he leaves uh, then with somebody, just like the Lord did when the shepherd was going, he said, I will then what? Another comforter. He sent another keeper. And David was an example there. And David said, what have I done? Is there not a cause? Right. That famous statement. Is there not a cause? And of course there was. So David's even uh, uh, his own brothers uh, didn't have much confidence in him. But of course, that's how it is when you're a servant of the Lord. Right? Your own household isn't going to think much of you. Of course, Jesus said this in Mark 6, 4. And of course, he was talking about himself, even in his own land, that he didn't do many works even among his people. And Jesus said this in Mark 6, 4. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, among his own kin. They must have been Southerners. Among his own kin and his own house. And boy, that is certainly true. Remember, you know, here you are, you're a faithful servant of God. You've been used by God uh, mightily. But you remember this, to your family, it doesn't matter, you are just you. I mean, think about Sister McLean. She goes home to Colorado, right? Did I get it right? Colorado. Now here we say, "Man, Sister McLean, that faithful servant." I mean, she's always doing something for the Lord. <laughs> she has most of the Bible memorized and all this stuff. Man, we just like, "Man, Sister McLean, man, she's just amazing." But boy, when she goes home and walks in the door, "What's up, sister?" Hey, Amen. They just like same, you know, just uh, you know, they just however they thought about you, right? All those years ago, they don't realize what esteem, right, you have in the house of God. I mean, think about, you know, Brother Wood, we think, man, Brother Wood, he, he, they gave their life to the Lord, and they went to Cambodia, and he went to Bible college, and he's been out there uh, serving the Lord, and man, you know, and uh, uh, he's teaching at the college, he's doing this and that, we're man, uh, uh, Brother Adam, but hey, when he sees Michael, he just says, oh, there's my little brother, Right? <laughs> He just says, there's uh, my my little brother. And, uh, you know, hey, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter uh, what I've had opportunity to do. Hey, when I see my older brother, my brother, hey, you think uh, David's brother was bad. (laughs) My my oldest uh, uh, brother, you know, when I see my older brothers, they just go, there's my little brosy bro, Jeff. That's what they think. (laughs) That's what me and my brothers say to each other. Hey, brothers and brothers. Sorry, I don't know what that means. All right. But uh, that's how my, my brothers, right? Uh, that's what they think. But hey, that's all right. Uh, the Lord knows that you're his faithful servant and what he's done for you and through you. And of course, even the people, the others, when the people thought, they said, there's no way this guy is going to return from this or survive this battle. Look at verse 33. And Saul said to David, even the king, how encouraging is this? Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. So really, nobody encouraged him. Nobody had confidence. And, uh, but let, let me share this with you. Remember this, young people. Listen, if I, I have certainly learned, if I had listened to the naysayers in the world, the naysayers in the world, and those uh, uh, naysayers around me, the devil will always make sure there's a naysayer around there. When you want to step out and do something for God, somebody to, you know, say something negative or try to keep you down. There's always going to be a naysayer around. Listen, if we would have listened to them, if David would have listened to them, we w- I wouldn't have accomplished much for the Lord. And probably you wouldn't have. So... I probably still would, uh, uh, you know, and I probably still sometimes I do. I I let naysayers affect me more than I should. But we got to be careful about that. And remember what Philippians 4.13 says when those naysayers show up, when those uh, relatives show up, amen, when other people show up and said, man, there is no way you're going to make it through this. Philippians 4.13, I can, I can and I will do all things through Christ, which strengthened me, and trust him to do it, and trust him to do it. So the land was blessed when uh, when, uh, uh, David uh, returned, right? Notice here again in verses 45 through uh, uh, 46, it says this, Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand. Boy, just think of that. Look at that confidence. And I will smite thee and take thine head from thee. And I will give the carcasses of the hosts of the Philistines this day. Boy, that's how you need to go into any battle, anything you're facing, knowing that God is with you. And I will, I will. And why can I say I will? Because I have the faith. He will. So my I will is based on he will. And that's what David's I will was based upon. I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air unto the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know again that there is a God in Israel. David knew this day that the Lord would deliver them into his hand. And as David carried the head of that Philistine giant into the presence of uh, that cowardly king and those uh, cowardly people uh, uh, around him, right? Uh, there, was a, uh, 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 there was a great testimony there. David didn't have to say anything. Hey, listen, uh, uh, when you come back uh, from uh, the battle, you, know, don't, you don't have to walk in there and say, I told you so. Just hold up the head of the giant. Amen. Just hold up the head of the giant and that will say it all. Amen. Because actions speak louder than words, as we know. So David went down in the valley, he faced the giant, he came back alive. And the victory in David's life was a sure sign of defeat in Saul's life. You see, a sign of victory in David's life was a sign of defeat in Saul's life. And of course, after that, Neither of those men were the same. So it says again, David returned from the slaughters. Remember this, right? It affected David. It affected Saul. Remember, the victories you mark off in your life, amen, the victories you mark off in your life are also the defeats. You can mark off in the life of your enemies. So every time you have a victory over that temptation, every time, amen, you have a victory over something you're facing in life. No. Hey, thank God I had a victory today. But you know what else? My enemy had a defeat and I can rejoice in that. Hey, think about some of the things you faced. You know, you returned. David returned. Hey, how many of you can say that in your life? You returned. You kept going. You know, when I think of some of the things that some of the people in our church have faced, when I think of some of the things that people that I know personally have faced, you know what? It's exciting to be able to say, say, man. You know, as they were going through that thing, as they were going into that battle, as they were going into that situation, they were facing whether it was a a cancer or some a great heartache in their life. And they called for prayer and we were praying for them and say, oh, God, help them to, you know, as they face this giant in their life. But thank God they went in and they trusted God. And we can we and now they've passed through that thing. And you know what we can say with joy in our heart? Hey, he ret- he returned, He returned, Amen. She returned. She returned. What a wonderful thing it is The going down, you're not sure what, maybe what happened in that battle, but they went in with confidence and uh, prayed and thanked God, like David returned. And of course, everybody rejoiced. what a great thing it is. As we've seen people around us face difficult things, we can rejoice with them. Amen. They, they, they returned. They, they had a victory in that particular situation. They had a victory, and we can rejoice with them. You see, the same event that can lead to a victory in our life, but can also lead to a vice in another life. Listen, people can, come, people can be facing the same situation, but they don't handle it the same. One comes out with a victory, one comes out with a vice, so to speak, like it did with Saul. What is a vice? Well, in ethics, it's a voluntary action, which most sins are a voluntary action, right? Key word being voluntary or course, which deviates from the rules of moral rectitude and defect of duty. You see, David was never the same, right? He came out with victory. But then Saul was never the same, right? He ended up with a, a vice, with something in his heart against David. And what was the difference? Right. One kept his eyes on the one that kept his eyes on Jesus and trusting God. Right. And Philippians 1 6 assures us that. Right. God will finish his work. He will see his children through. Right. He that hath begun a good work in us will perform it until the day of. Of redemption, if I quoted that right. So the land was blessed because of David's return. We learn from this story that what we do or refuse to do has an effect on other people. You know, the Bible says, "No man liveth on himself." Remember, every uh, how you face things, uh, uh, husband, father, how you face things, you know, affects your family for the positive or negative. Hey, uh, uh, God's given you a position at work. Remember, how you handle situations at work is affecting those around you for the positive or for the negative. But of course, David and his great victory affected all those around him. It says there, so David knew that what he did had an effect on all of Israel. The lamb was blessed. The people were rewarded. All Israelites were encouraged by David's faith in God. Listen, one person and make a big difference among uh, many people by, by having a testimony of faithfulness. The land was blessed when David returned. He stood before King Saul, right? And of course, we saw that uh, Abner was there. And Abner the one uh, that brought him up before uh, King Saul with Goliath's head in his hand. And of course, uh, not only were they there, but of course, I'm sure everybody gathered around the king's uh, uh, tent, uh, everybody, wanted to, everybody wanted to see uh, young David there with that uh, giant's head in his hand. So it affected, of course, it had an effect upon uh, uh, the king, but it had a, uh, did have a very positive effect on him, right? It's amazing, a great victory like that. He got, he, uh, uh, got uh, discouraged, but thank God it had a, a great positive effect on the nation. They gathered outside Saul's tent, and they were people, of course. Uh, they had lost their courage. Right, uh, they lost their hope when David showed up. Right, they were all set down and they were all discouraged. I mean, for forty days Goliath had been doing that, so no doubt, uh, the, as nobody went out and they didn't know what to do, and uh, Saul wasn't uh, uh, showing uh, leadership there, so the people lost their uh, their hope and uh, they their courage and they were discouraged. But thank God that he sent David and brought a great victory. And so uh, they they believed they were in some uh, pitiful bondage because of that. But one man's deed aroused a nation's belief back in God. Remember this. You have no idea as you stay faithful and as uh, God brings people into your life and you into people's life, you have no idea how your testimony of faithfulness and of faith, right, will instill or restore courage and hope in others that's why it's so important everybody but young people that's why it's so important uh, to share your testimony you never know you uh, uh, that, that, that person at work that may not may not talk much But yet he hears your testimony, hears you telling how uh, uh, God brought uh, a great victory in your life or something. And you never know, he might be a uh, a believer that got hurt or got discouraged because something happened in his life. And hearing your testimony could uh, uh, send the uh, the breeze across his heart and rekindle uh, the fire of God uh, in his uh, in his life. You have no idea. Just like David, he affected a whole nation. Don't know if uh, you'll have a, ever have that opportunity to affect a nation. But hey, if you just uh, affect a, another person or affect a, another family by your testimony, what a wonderful thing that would be. If you demonstrate faith in the Lord, someone you work with, someone who lives maybe even under the same uh, 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 roof with you, someone who sees you every day can be affected for good, for God, and for eternity, you see, the life of David again was changed forever. And of course, uh, this this event took his faith to a whole to a whole new level. When David started out the day before, right? What was he doing, man? He was just out there, you know, singing with some sheep, playing his harp uh, for some uh, sheep. Hardly anybody uh, uh, knew who he was. Hey, who, who's, who, whose son is this strapping? Right? I mean, hey, they didn't even hardly knew who he was. Boy, but less than twenty four hours, everybody knew who David was. You think, oh man, I'm out here. Listen, God can turn your life around in a moment. Now the entire nation is singing about David. Think about that. One moment, nobody knows who he is and he's singing to some sheep. The next day, the whole country's singing about him and writing songs about their great hero, David. Once David went down in the valley and God proved himself to David by killing the giant, David's life was never the same. God did something for David that he could never forget. As long as he lived, he remembered that God delivered him and delivered a nation through him. The Lord proved to him in a deep, personal way, again, once again, and in a greater way, how real his God was. Now, remember, David had killed bears and lions, but this took his faith to a whole new level. Look back at verse 34, where David gives testimony about how God had used him already. In verse 34, it said, David said unto Saul, thy servant kept his father's sheep. Again, there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went after him and smote him and delivered him out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them seeing hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, go and the Lord be with you. Hey, the situation might be different, but the same God will be there with you. Again, Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it. And so uh, this situation took David's faith to a whole new level. Listen, that's what God wants to do. You say, man, I thought that last test was bad. That bad. was a tough one. Man, now this is taking a whole new level. Why, God, why have you brought uh, this situation to a whole new level? Well, because I want to take your faith to a whole new level. I want to take your walk with me to a whole new level. Let me ask you this. When is the last time you are consciously aware that your faith was taken to a whole new level? When is the last time you look back and you can say, hey, either either because God brought this event into my life or not even maybe some, you know, we always think something negative has to happen. But maybe just because your heart was stirred and, a, and you got a greater thirst, you know, they that thirst and hunger after righteousness shall be filled. A lot of times we have to think it has to be a negative event. It can be a positive event that takes your faith uh, to uh, uh, another uh, level. Just like this. This wasn't some great negative event in David's life. It was a great positive event. You know, your heart was stirred and you got that that fire was killing. You got a greater thirst and hunger for God. And so God worked to bring your faith to a whole new level. So be honest with yourself and say, when can I honestly say that I remember God? move? You know, was that song say higher ground? (laughs) You know, it's easy to sing these things, isn't it? It's easy to sing these things. But when's the last time we can say, yes, I remember about six months ago or a year and a half ago or even. Uh, Two years ago, we know that's not something that's going to happen every day in our life, but we should be able to look back and see moments where God moved our faith and our relationship with him to another level. Well, let me ask you this. As you look back and you try to figure that out, have you even prayed for God to do that? When's the last time? Okay, you say, I can't remember when God moved my faith to a whole new level that I'm consciously aware of that. But are you consciously aware of when you prayed to that end? God moved my faith and my walk with you to a whole new level. You see, God delights to move you up to new levels of faith. And with each level, another level of never being the same. Of course, I'm sure as a young boy, when, 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 when uh, the day that he killed that bear, I'm sure that his life at one level was never the same. And then I'm sure uh, then he kills a lion. So now he's killed a bear and a lion, right? And I'm sure when that event happened, that his his faith uh, went to another level. That it was you know before he hadn't really killed anything, but yet he loved God. But yet after killing a bear, it went to one level. Then maybe after killing that lion, it went to another level. And then here, after killing a giant and be used to stir up his whole nation, how could his life ever? be the same. You see, at each level, his life was different than before that event happened in his life. Of course, after you get saved, your life is never the same, right? But yet there should be events in your life that make a difference. I mean, I look at my own life. Hey, after I got saved, that was, of course, the greatest event. And of course, my life will never be the same because of that. But I look at, as as a young man uh, uh, going to Bulgaria, hey, uh, uh, I, when, I, when I went to Bulgaria, I was, I was a young man, about as ignorant and green as a young man could be, right, as far as those things are concerned. And then, uh, but when we got uh, kicked out uh, a few years later, right, even though it was just a few years later, the young man that left Bulgaria was a different man that had flown into Bulgaria, if I'm honest, right? God, uh, through those, had brought me to a, a different level in my faith a different level in my walk with him. And then uh, from there, I went, went out when I was in uh, Germany, right? Even uh, the level that I went to Germany, when I left Germany a few years later, right? The events that happened there, My the, the young man that went to Germany, right? The young man that left Germany was different than the young man that went uh, into Germany. And I look at other places. When the, uh, the the years I spent going into Africa, the man that went, the young man that went in, and all the things I saw God do there, uh, took me uh, to a different level. When the Lord uh, took uh, Sharon and I just over a few months, and God brought that great revival when we were up uh, in in Savunga. Listen, uh, the, the 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 well, the older man <laughs> that got on that plane a little bit older by then. I can't keep saying young man, right? Not old, just older, right? Right, the older man uh, that uh, left uh, a Savunga was different uh, than the, uh, the, the man that had gotten there just a few months earlier. The, the, the man that stands here today is different than the man that took this church a few years ago. Because as God has worked in my life, you see, but hopefully but that's what we want right? As he, brings us, as he brings us into one place and uh, uh, brings us out or whatever he does in our life, we want to be different. We want the events of life that he brings into our life, change changes, right? Moving on to that higher ground, we want to be different. And so what, can I look back? I say, oh, yes, uh, he saved me. Oh, never the same. Boy, uh, 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 left Bulgaria. Oh, different than the guy that went there left Germany, different than the guy uh, that went there, went to Africa, different than the guy that went there, left Savunga, different than the guy That went there. We always want God to be moving us forward and whatever event it takes, whether it's a great negative event that happens in life. Of course, David had those. We know that, especially after this because Saul went negative on him. But whether it's some great event, Lord, whatever it takes, whether it be a great negative or a great positive, all I'm saying is, Lord, keep working in my life. Keep moving me to the next level. That is what God wants to do. It says, David returned. And so whatever you face in life, amen, look at the things that you faced. Lord, help me to have the testimony. Amen. I went into that. I went into that battle. And because I was willing to go and I was willing to trust you, I came out different, Lord, and I had an impact on somebody else else's life. So the Lord gives victory to those who trust him. And when we live a life of faith in God, others will be blessed and encouraged because of our faith. Lord, impact me so that I can impact others. Lord, bring me to another uh, uh, level, Lord, so I can take those around me to another level. When we trust the Lord and he proves himself to us, Our lives will never be the same because we will always know that God is able. Amen. I don't want to stay. I thank God that for 35 years uh, trying to walk with the Lord. Amen. But if the Lord tarries five years from now, I don't want to be the same man in faith. I don't want to be the same man in my walk with God that even that I am today. So uh, trusting the Lord, let's pray.